Hey, it's Amy Newmark. I'm off this week for Thanksgiving, so I've chosen a week's worth of my favorite episodes for you from last fall. They're all about family and counting your blessings and Thanksgiving. So I'll be back next week to share some more wonderful holiday stories with you. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. It's Friend Friday, and today we have a special guest, Dr. Gail Saltz. Gail is a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at Weill Cornell, which is Cornell University's School of Medicine, and she's a psychoanalyst with the New York Psychoanalytic Institute. She's in the media all the time. She's appeared on Good Morning America, Dr. Oz, The View, Dateline, 2020, Primetime Today, CNN, CBS This Morning, Oprah Winfrey Show, etc. She writes for Health Magazine, Health.com. She's everywhere. You'll find her featured or quoted in the Associated Press, Newsweek, O Magazine, Parade, Red Book. She and I have the same publicist, which is how we met each other. And Dr. Gail Saltz has her own podcast. It's called The Power of Different, and it's worth listening to. With the holidays coming right around the corner, we're going to talk about a topic that I covered in my new book, Simply Happy. And it's a topic that is near and dear to me because I think it's something that you don't learn until you get a little older and wiser, and that is that you have permission to remove toxic people from your life. So welcome, Gail. Nice to be with you and a timely time to talk about this topic. Yeah, with the holidays coming, yeah. right? We're stuck yeah, with our relatives, but we're not stuck with everybody. Well, and, you know, some people would, would question or ask the question, am I stuck with my relatives? Okay, Depending so on how toxic things get. Let's talk about that with Thanksgiving around yeah, the corner and yeah. then Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, by toxic, I don't mean people who annoy you or, you know, uh, you get into the argument with or, um, you know, when when I when when I'm talking about toxic, I, I'm talking about someone who, um, you know, you have a completely one way relationship with um, and you're essentially getting nothing. But it, moreover, um, they are toxic. They are they are poisoning you, you know, a little bit at a time by being usually uh, at, at minimum, you know, verbally critical. Uh, you know, they can never be happy for you about anything. They tend to undercut you and, and say things that um, are meant to be personally hurtful on a regular basis. Um, it may be in a passive aggressive form or an outright aggressive form. And um, and slowly but surely, you know, you find you're, you try to avoid them desperately. Uh, but when you have to be with them, you know, it just it sucks you dry. You leave feeling less than, you know, most relation, relationships, as you know, Amy, I'm sure, like are the number one source of happiness for people of some form or another. That doesn't mean they're great all the time. But overall, they are a huge, huge source of happiness for people. But when you have a relationship that every time you leave it, you feel less than you feel sucked dry, you mm -hmm. feel um, saddened and like you are not only not happy, you are not the person you thought you were, let's say. Right. Um, so that, we have two categories of relationships to talk about with the holidays coming. One is friends mm -hmm. and one is relatives. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about friends first. 
That seems easier to deal with. In a way. I mean, obviously, um, you know, people value friendships a lot and they should and they want to feel that they have friends. And sometimes – so somebody who, say, has been a very long-term friend, you know, and you're like, well, they're kind of irreplaceable. And in some ways that's true, just like family. They're they're irreplaceable in the, in the sense that they might share a lot of your life narrative with you, right? They've, they've known the history and been with you. Um, so it's hard to think about ending – that kind of a relationship, even if it's a friendship. But again, I would say I would say this. My philosophy is you want to try and people will end things before they have tried. And by try, I don't mean like just try in the moment to make them better. I mean, you got to sit down and really have a very honest and frank conversation about whatever isn't working that's going on. And you have to be willing to listen to your friend about why they might be doing what they're doing, how they perceive what's going on, because usually it takes two to tango. And so, you know, say, for instance, you know, I find that it's been like this recently. Mm -hmm. When you say X, it hurts me. I am wondering if when you said this, is it difficult for you to be happy for me when whatever things go my way? That happens. And if you could give them very concrete examples, because it's hard when you just have big brush strokes um, and not pull everything out but the the baby and the bathwater, like just try to stay in the recent, you know, and not say, and then, you know, when we were in 10th grade, you, you know, but try to stay in the current time. Give them specific examples. Listen to their point and what they find to be difficult. Ask them. Is there something that's not working for you about this friendship? Because I value the friendship, but this has been happening. How about you? And you have to be willing to listen, which is hard. And That is great advice because I'm thinking about a woman I was friends with and then all of a sudden I understood that Lindsay Lohan term frenemy and I just walked away from the relationship and maybe I should have tried. But now the the advice that you just gave, you could easily use that for relatives also, and you're not going to walk away from relatives. Well, so uh, uh, the same sort of advice I would definitely have, like this has been happening. Um, When you say X, it makes me feel, try not to be you this, you that, no name calling, have this honest, frank conversation. But I would say to you that if you, for instance, it's not unusual for me to see see a a woman whose whose mother maybe is you know incredibly narcissistic, incredibly critical, constantly, constantly on her, criticizing her, never happy for her, and you know I have had times of being of saying at a certain point in, in really sabotaging her, mm-hmm. and there's a point at which I think it's okay to say it's okay to save yourself, even if it's your parent. Even if it's your sister, even if it's – it's okay to save yourself. I have definitely seen people where some relationship is so toxic, even a sibling or a parent, and, you know, tried to help them through, you know, frankly, removing themselves from the relationship, saying, you know, I've I've tried everything I can. It doesn't seem that you want to make any change. I've tried to make change. Um, and, and this just – I can't – you know, I can't hold up under this and, and say, you know, I'm going to – now, there are two ways, I think, of walking away from a relationship. Obviously, with a friendship, you could just walk away. You can, you can just say, like, it's over. Right. It's sad, but you can it's do sad, it. It's sad, but you could do it. Or, or with a friend, you can say – you can create a more distant friendship where, you know, I see you once a month. Oh, we catch up. I'm very, very busy. 
you know, so-and-so. And you just sort of diffuse the relationship. And often in a family relationship when things are really toxic, like, let you know, I've had a patient who is was an alcoholic, tried to stop drinking. Every time she saw this relative, this relative was, let's drink, let's drink. I really advocated at a certain point that she try to um, diffuse the relationship. She did not want to be completely estranged, completely understandable. But um, it was this. Pr- she had said, "You are, you are feeding my. You are, you are actually working against me, and I'm trying to be healthy and save my life, and you're trying to to kill me in a certain way." So isn't that incredible? Uh, it's amazing that anybody could even do that to somebody they supposedly love. love. Well, it's very you know, love is complicated. It sure is. And and so I, I think the ability to diffuse a toxic relationship by saying, you know, um, I'm not going to invest as much in this relationship. I'm going to really limit the time that we spend together. I'm going to limit what I share with you because, of course, intimacies, right, are the currency of trust. And when you reveal yourself and you're vulnerable in your relationship, it makes you closer. It's a wonderful thing when it's a good relationship. Mm -hmm. But when it's a toxic relationship, those vulnerabilities can make you just that, very vulnerable. I think another thing that people do, and I don't know if you would consider this to be healthy or not, is they start to build what I call the wall of indifference. And I've had relationships in the past where I've brick by brick put up that wall of indifference so that that person can't hurt me anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the wall of indifference goes up, I'm protected, yes. in my opinion. And well, I don't know I, if I do that's think a strategy for it, the holidays. If you're going to be with family, even if you cut back on your mm-hmm. exposure. Now, mm-hmm. I have to first say, I'm thrilled with my family. I'm looking forward to seeing every single one of them on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not talking about yeah. myself. Because at this point in my life, I have removed every single toxic person. There were a number of them, and they're all gone now. So I am thrilled. I am so happy that I have a toxic person-free life right now. But I do remember in the past, that was one way I could handle it, by putting up that wall of indifference. And I really visualized brick by brick going up. Every time they hurt me, I'd put another brick on the wall until they were on the other side of the wall. And then I I would just say to myself, well... I'm just not going to care what that person says. So, so what do you think about that? Is that healthy or unhealthy? Yeah, I think it's healthy. I think sort of psycholo- the, w- the way I'd put that psychologically is recognizing that when people are toxic, they're usually speaking more of their own issues than they are speaking to you of yours. And that recognizing that what you are taking as personal is highly unlikely to be personal at all. It is much more that probably they are struggling with some feeling they are having jealousy or envy or, um, you know, uh, anger, irritability, something went lousy in their own life, all kinds of things, and that they are probably reacting to themselves unconsciously. And so is another, I think, psychic way of looking at just what you're saying. I built this wall knowing that really uh, this isn't even about me. That's another thing I talk about in my Simply Happy book. Sometimes I bemoan the fact that I'm 59 years old, but then I think, no, because I'm 59, I have a lot of experience to share, Mm -hmm. and I've learned these things. And yes, one of the things that I've learned that I relate in the book is that it's not about you. And when people are angry and they're jerks, they're not really angry at you. It's not about you. It's about whatever is long wrong in their lives. And I've had or people Or what you're yell representing at, at the moment, what you happen to be right. representing at the moment, which says something about them. But I would advise people for the holidays this. You're going to bring 
this whole cast of characters that are not normally under the same roof, under the same roof for some concentrated period of time that's way too extended probably and too many hours of the day and expect everybody to be so people come in with these high expectations. This is going to be glorious. I can't wait to see you. And we will be so loving with each other, et cetera. So lower your expectations. It's not reasonable to expect everybody to come together with all their quirks and their differences and usually living in their own space and have everybody just get along beautifully all the time. Um, consider limiting uh, exactly how much time you are spending together. It's fine to take breaks. It's okay to go, you know, I'm going to go for a walk or uh, I think I'm going to zip out with my partner and see a movie. Um, You know, love you. Um, Scrabble's not my thing. Uh, You know, whatever it is, but it's okay to do that. Um, If you have people that you know are going to ignite around each other, but they're both coming to you, you know, think about where you're sitting them. Think about how much you're putting them together. Two tables. Two tables, other ends of the table, um, not applying them with a whole lot of liquor, um, you know, things that are likely to strike the match. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, if you have somebody that you are estranged from because it has been a toxic relationship, I would also say to you, though, on the other hand, pre-holidays is a great time to try to extend an olive branch because sometimes a long period of time goes by and people would like to make a change. They, mm-hmm. would, they would like to get people back in their lives and and have love, and they realize maybe it was a mistake the way they behaved. And so it's not a bad time. Not at the last minute, don't invite them to your holiday dinner. I'm saying it's a couple weeks before. Call them up. Have a, you know, say, you know what? I, I miss you. Um, you want to have coffee? And yeah, you're right. It's a good time of year to make up. We've got Thanksgiving, then we've got yep. Christmas, we've got New Year's. Yep. New Year's represents a new beginning. Plus, the nice thing about the holidays is that you know exactly what's going to happen. You know what the run of show is on Thanksgiving. You know what the run of show is at Hanukkah or at Christmas. Exactly. So everybody knows exactly what's going to happen so that you work within a very established framework. But because of that and the fact that um, you are recreating things you did during your whole growing up, sometimes the childhood aspects of those relationships like sibling relationships or parent-child relationships, even though you're all grown now, it can reignite regressed behavior. So basically, you know, like siblings can become competitive with each other in front of mom and dad, even though they're (laughs) grownups now or about their own children. And you just have to be mindful of that. So it helps you not to be pulled into, you know, that young, old behavior. Well, Gail, thank you so much for joining us. I think this is great advice for people who are heading into the holidays. Great advice for how to handle those relationships with friends or family that might have gone off track. Um, I want to thank you for listening today. I'm Amy Newmark, and the next time we get together will be Motivational Monday, and it will be Thanksgiving week here in the United States, and I'm going to be sharing a story with you that will help you deal with the stress of getting ready for the winter holidays. <laughs>